0: for tuning in to The Archive, brought to you by the Mail Tribune. I'm Alyssa Corman, and I'll be sharing the news with you from 100 years ago in this splendid city of Medford and Jackson County at large in 1918. <music> this week, there have been some additional changes to our police force. It looks like Hollywood is going to be forced to change the way they do their cinema. And... I've got a positively shocking story you'll have to hear to believe. So stay tuned for all these stories and a few more. W.A. Folger, the County Food Administrator, has sent us here at the Mail Tribune a notice regarding the sugar cards with a request that we share this important information with you, that the dealer's sugar cards have been distributed. The dealer's sugar cards have been distributed throughout Jackson County today. No dealer is allowed to sell any sugar except to customers signing the card. The administration has avoided taking this step until it was made absolutely necessary. We must all cooperate to allow a meager supply to our allies and a reasonable amount for consumption at home up to the next crop. The cards give all information necessary. Two pounds will be allowed as a maximum per person per month. Special permits will be issued for a reasonable amount for canning purposes by application to the county administrator, giving the number of members in the family. If you do wrong, there is no escaping the long arm of the law, as Mr. Hall learned when he was arrested at Roseburg. C.M. Hall, a dealer in Stallions who is well known in Medford and for whom the local police and sheriff had been searching for several days, was arrested at Roseburg Wednesday night. He was wanted in Grants Pass for alleged passing of worthless checks. Hall registered at a Medford hotel last Tuesday night with a woman as C.M. Hall and wife of Wairika. Wednesday morning, Chief of Police Timothy, who knew Hall and his past record, on hearing of his being at the hotel, went there to make inquiries about him on general principles, but learned that the couple had left the city in an auto just a half hour before. A short time later, telegrams were received by Chief Timothy and Sheriff Jennings from Sheriff Lewis of Josephine County to be on the lookout for Hall and arrest him. While Timothy searched over the city for Hall, the sheriff scoured the Applegate country with the same intent, and Deputy Sheriff Stencil hastened to look through the crater lake country. It seems, however, that Hall, who had a big start, went straight through to Roseburg, where he was captured. Well, after all that talk of nominations by the city council for the police force, which you remember I told you about a few weeks ago. It seems that more changes are in the works as the newest nominated member of the force didn't seem to stick. W.W. Bridget, the new member of the police force, has resigned and left Saturday night with his wife to locate somewhere in Arizona. Mr. Bridget, who came here recently from Albany, was tubercular in one lung and when attacked with a hemorrhage while on duty last Friday night, something that had never happened to him before, decided to lose no time in getting into the Arizona climate. Chief of Police Timothy will do double duty until Mayor Gates returns from his vacation next week and fills the vacancy. Hollywood is going to have to get even more creative as the Los Angeles police have ordered that there can be no more mobs for movie shows. This story comes to us over the wire from Los Angeles, and I felt that I may need to prepare you all in the event one of our favorite entertainments is about to go through some possibly drastic changes. Few, if any, motion picture plays containing mob or crowd scenes will be produced in Los Angeles studios, according to producers, if a policy recently inaugurated by the police department of Los Angeles is carried out. The police department recently announced its decision that appearing in Roman mobs, modern riots, or wheat pit panics was not work essential to the winning of the war, and that participation in a sham battle for the films was not fighting in the sense intended by Provost Marshal General Crowder in his work or fight order. The police order was directed at what the profession termed extras, who were hired by the day, first by one company, then by another to provide atmosphere. Most of the men thus employed were in the age and class included in the police order. When the first warning was not generally observed, it was repeated, and by way of emphasis, about a 100 men waiting for employment at several studios within the city were arrested. Some of these were taken before their draft boards, Others allowed to look for more useful employment, while a number were held on vagrancy charges. You know who isn't slacking about? Fish, yes, fish. I just received word that sardines are running thick along the coast at the mouth of the Rogue River. The run of sardines along the Southern Oregon coast this year is particularly large, and has attracted much attention. The sardines are thick along the coast of Curry County and great quantities are now reported at the mouth of the Umpqua River. Travelers down the coast in Curry County can see from the Otto Road, the schools of sardines in the ocean, which are so large that in fair weather, the ocean is black in great spots. It could scarcely be believed that the fish could make such a change in the appearance of the water. The sardines are coming in at Rogue River, but the salmon cannery there cannot handle them as it requires special machinery, which would be expensive to install. Then too, the run next year might not be so large, but at any rate, there are hundreds of thousands of tons of these fish along the coast now. That they are real sardines seems to be unquestioned from the following which appears in the Reedsport Courier regarding the run at the Umpqua River. It is reported that large schools of small sardines are to be seen in the Winchester Bay at the mouth of the Umpqua. They are so thick, it is said, that when the tides recede, thousands are left stranded in small pools and on sandbars. These fish were examined by Professor O'Malley, who is here in Breedsport, and is an expert on fish. And the fish were pronounced by him to be genuine sardines, and quite valuable for canning purposes, making a splendid food product. The canneries here are not fitted at present to take care of so small a fish, nor are there any nets on the river with mesh small enough to hold them. So while the canneries can't seem to take care of them, I would say grab a net or grab a pole and get yourself some wholesome, delicious sardines. Well now, it's not only Mr. Bridget who's moving on. It also looks like the well-known motorcycle cop has quit and he's going to be replaced by members of the state police. Exit motorcycle cop McDonald, and enter several members of the state police. This is the new program that speed violators and professional and amateur bootleggers must prepare quickly to face. Today is the last day on duty for McDonald, who last week resigned his position and plans to enlist in the aviation service after a few days visit with his parents at Trail. He quits with splendid recommendations from the county court, sheriff jennings and county prosecutor roberts mcdonald has been one of the most active and efficient officers i have ever seen said prosecutor roberts today during the several months he has served as deputy sheriff and paid special attention to speed violators he has practically done away with speeding on the highway and made it safe for conservative auto drivers and their families his place will be hard to fill Prosecutor Roberts stated that no other motorcycle cop will be employed to replace McDonald, but that the matter of looking after speed violators will be done by two or more state policemen who will be assigned to this section with Medford as their headquarters. He said these men will be on duty shortly, and that they will also keep watch for bootleggers and smugglers of liquor over the mountains as well as perform other general duties pertaining to the enforcement of state laws. The state policemen, he further stated, will be under direct orders from the state police headquarters and are not assigned for duty only in Jackson County, but will cover the Southern Oregon section and make their headquarters in this city. In connection, it is of interest to note that one or more state policemen have been quietly working in Medford and vicinity for some time. It is understood that in the enforcement of the state laws in Jackson County, the state policemen stationed here will cooperate closely with the prosecutor's office. (music) Prepare to be utterly shocked at this last bit of news! Not only do our brave soldiers have to contend with all the fierceness of war, but now, too, it seems that nature itself is getting into the mix. Edison Marshall, the Medford author, who is serving in the Ordnance Department of the Army and is stationed at a camp near Augusta, Georgia, had a close call from being struck by lightning one day last week. As it was, he was shocked and knocked down he was seated in front of his tent during a thunder shower when all of a sudden there was a flash of lightning and he was knocked to the ground from his seat. When he arose, he saw badly shocked soldiers being carried from his row of tents to waiting ambulances. It seems that the lightning bolt only struck along this row. One soldier was killed, but the others were only shocked. A peculiar feature of the episode was that a soldier was standing leaning against a telegraph pole with his bare arm about the pole when the lightning struck a tree across the company street and it left a perfect image of the tree embedded upon his arm. All right, folks, that's all I've got for you this week. Thanks for listening. Remember, These news stories have been brought to you by the Mail Tribune, a weekly series featuring news items that were drawn from the archives of the Mail Tribune from 100 years ago. You can find more stories like this in the Mail Tribune 100 column in the newspaper or online at mailtribune.com. We also have a whole slew of other podcasts on a wide variety of topics. Believe me, you'll want to check them out. And also, be sure to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and YouTube. If you like this podcast or have something you'd like to share with me, let me know in the comments or on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. Have a swell day and check back next week for more stories from the archive.